You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and energy healer. I am so excited to start this next series on the book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. The subtitle is A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. This book has been so helpful for me as an artist and a spiritual person, and on Friday, in my Card Pull Friday episode on Instagram, I did the reading for everyone and all of the themes were coming up around merging creativity and spirituality and really how they feed each other. So by being creative, we're letting our intuition open up and by following our intuition, we can then find creativity. And so this came up in that where I had already for the last maybe month or so been talking about possibly doing an episode on this book and it came up again. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do an episode on this. And then when I looked at the book again, I pulled it out to look at what I might do for the episode. And I realized that there is so much to cover because it's a 12 week program that you do. I could just explain what each one is in one quick episode, but I feel like what would be most beneficial for myself selfishly and for everyone listening is to listen to one episode weekly to do the 12 week program. So today I will just explain the book a little bit and about the basic principles of it and what continues through the whole 12 weeks. I feel like it will be really beneficial for me right now starting a career after school in art. So I'm actually really excited to do this whole course again, because it's been a while. I did it. I started it last year in June, but then I ended up going back to work because it was during COVID during the lockdown that I started it. And then when I went back to work as usual, it kind of dropped off. And so this is a really great way for me to commit to sharing it with you because then I know I'm going to show up. I know I'm going to do the work and I think it'll be really great for me. And then that way, if you're thinking about doing it yourself, we can kind of be partners and we can share what's going on each week and what themes are coming up for us. So as I said, the book is by Julia Cameron and it's really cool because she started writing the book because she realized that her one of her gifts was getting other creative people unstuck and really helping them find their creativity. And it talks a lot of in the book about different people's stories. And so I do actually recommend if anybody has the time, I'm giving you a week's notice because I'm starting next week for week one. If anybody could get the book, I think that you'll find it really helpful because I have highlighted so much in the book and I've written all over it. It's something that I come back to often as well. Even if you don't like fully read cover to cover, the exercises are listed there. There's all kinds of things that I come back to even when I'm not rereading the stories within it. Basically, this is a way to use kind of a spiritual approach to really connect to that inner artist that we all have because 
what Julia Cameron says in the book is that we are all creative. Even if we don't see ourselves as creative, it's just that we are not allowing ourselves to see that and access that part of ourselves. And there's often a lot of conditioning and limiting beliefs that make us think that. And I personally, I'm probably going to get emotional at some points in this, even today, maybe, I don't know. The full moon in Pisces is tomorrow, so anything could happen. (laughs) So but what I am really feeling into with this is like, I know that this is the right timing for me because I've been going through all kinds of old paperwork and notes and school stuff to try and declutter. As you know, last week's episode was on decluttering and I am actively doing it. (laughs) I'm not telling you to do anything I'm not doing myself. Something that I found, which was really profound for me, was I found my high school report cards. What was interesting for me is, which I kind of had this realization when I found some of my art from that time, my art teacher on almost every semester for the three years that I had him for homeroom, he wrote that I was achieving below potential. And I know he was always frustrated with me, but for some reason at that time, I'm sure he said in many times and my parents uh, had many discussions with him. What he used to tell my parents was that I shouldn't work so much, first of all, because I started working in grade 10 and I worked literally almost like 30 hours a week, some weeks, because I could work an eight hour shift after work because we were open till midnight. And he had babies at the time. So he would actually come in sometimes and like catch me working at 11 when I said I was going to be done at nine to do a project after. So we had an interesting relationship, but he would tell my parents all the time that I could go to university and that I should apply myself more. Maybe they could convince me to work less, which they never did. They weren't, they never told me specifically what to do. They suggested that I like obviously spend more time on my work. But what was really interesting was reading the words on the report card of saying that I was achieving below potential. It made me feel emotional because it made me realize all of these things like came together, all these dots lined up because he was basically saying that he knew I could do better because my work was pretty good. And when I looked at the art pieces, when I found them last year, when I was doing some cleaning on the back, he would write what I would have gotten for a mark, which was really high, um, usually in the eighties, like mid to high eighties. And then I would always hand stuff in late because I was always working. And at the time I remember not really caring. Like it wasn't that I didn't care about doing the art. It was just that it wasn't so important to me, I think, to get the grades at that time, which is interesting because I was always like an A student, but I just couldn't really like work with people around. And so I would always say I was going to do it at home and then I would work and I wouldn't do it. And I would end up, I think my final grade, most semesters, most years in high school was like 75, which is still good. But obviously I lost at least 10% almost of my assignments because I never handed things in on time ever, like very rarely. I guess I honestly, I think I felt a sense of safety in that class. Like I felt good being in art class. I loved being in art class homeroom. I liked being around other people making things. I just didn't like to make things in front of other people, which I'm still kind of like that. But when I realized a while ago that I'm getting emotional just talking about it, but I realized that when he said that, when he said to my parents, you should go to university, he meant for art. And I never thought that. I don't know why. Even them telling me the words he said, saying he thinks you should go to university. I didn't think I was good enough at art to go to university for it. 
to find the report cards that were saying that I was achieving below my potential was really big because I was like, wow, he put it in writing. <laughs> he basically said, you, I know you could do better than this. And so to have someone believe in you and not even like be able to receive that was really interesting to be looking at and in, in now looking at this book and like finding the report cards and all of this is coming together now. Like I, the fact that I've had this book this whole time and it's just been in the last little while that I keep seeing it, keep thinking about it. So I know that I have some work to do. So I am really glad that I'm going to be doing this and committing to sharing it. The way the book is structured is that it has these basic tools at the beginning that you bring throughout the whole thing and it explains kind of the theory behind the exercises. And what I love about it is that each week it breaks down all of the different activities. There's like reflective exercises. And then at the end, there's like a list of activities you can do. And she says to do, try to do half of them and like do as many as you can. And what I love is that her tip for that is when you're looking at them, to choose the ones that really excite you and appeal to you. And then the ones that you resist the most, which I love because I've said this, I think in other episodes, whatever I resist a lot and I don't want to do is usually what brings me the biggest growth and impact in my life. And so I do totally agree with that theory. I think if there's something that gets you really excited. Yes, 100% do that. If there's something that you're like, I'm never going to do this, maybe you should do it. And then she says like the neutral ones you can like do as you please. Or like when you revisit the book, if you don't feel like redoing the ones you've already done, that sort of thing. I tried to do all of them for some of the sections that I felt I had the most work to do in. So I don't know what I'll do this time, but I just thought I would mention that. In the beginning of the book, the basic principles chapter, the intro, is called Spiritual Electricity. Something she mentions is it's kind of like a spiritual chiropractic. So she says, we undertake certain spiritual exercises to achieve alignment with the creative energy of the universe, which I love because then she talks about how it's all around spiritual synchronicity. And I, you know, this podcast is called Spirit Crumbs for a reason. I love that when you do consciously tune into the energy of the universe and you start to put yourself in alignment with it, you are given all of the tools, all of the pieces to the puzzle. All of those spirit crumbs will come to you when you're really ready for them and when you're committed and when you're being aware. And then she talks about how you basically can leap and the net will appear. And that's a lesson that I'm currently going through. So I feel like it's just a really great process. It's a great course. And so the basic tools that you take throughout the whole course is that every morning you do, you may have heard people talk about this because a lot of people have taken this from the book and they just do it. And it's called morning pages. It's kind of a way to like drain all the excess chatter from your brain in the morning. So you write at least three pages, longhand in your hand, not typing, like with by hand, you write out three pages of just whatever's in your brain. Even if you're writing, I don't want to do this right now. This is stupid. I have nothing in my head. Start listing what you ate for dinner the day before, whatever. It doesn't matter. You just have to commit to doing that because what happens is it kind of empties out all the excess. That's just like your ego and like unnecessary chatter because then when you face the rest of your day 
you're kind of a bit lighter and you're starting from a different place. You're trying, starting from a different perspective. And sometimes it, like mine, I, I have done them off and on, but I've done them pretty consistently since I started this book a couple of years ago. I find that those days are really productive because I have kind of emptied out all that extra stuff that keeps me from doing what I actually want to do. Because sometimes I'm not actually being productive. I'm just thinking about a million things and not knowing where to start. So even if you're writing out your to-do list in there, you're writing out what you didn't do yesterday, whatever it is that you need to get rid of. So I found that some days I'm writing out all the things I'm upset with myself for not doing. And then I kind of forget about it after that. I kind of like reset. So whatever comes to mind, that's like a really important thing that you have to continue the whole time is that three pages in the morning. And then the other part that I get really excited about when I do this is the artist date. And what that is, is you are choosing once a week for at least like two hours, like a chunk of time that you set aside to do by yourself. This isn't something you do with other people. And you do one thing that really inspires you or you're curious about that feeds that inner artist. And so this can be something like going to the thrift store, you can be going to a park to read for a bit, going to a museum, going to an art gallery, whatever really lights you up. Even if it's just going downtown and going for a walk and going from store to store, it really doesn't matter what it is. It just has to be something that you want to do just for yourself that you would normally think is like selfish or not important or something you would normally not prioritize. That's something I've been fairly good at. I wouldn't say I do it weekly, (laughs) but I've lived alone for so long that like when I want to do something, I just do it for the most part. So I am pretty good at that. I'll say not great. I could be better, (laughs) but I, I do that quite a bit where I'll like go for a walk in the woods. If I feel like it, I'll go to thrift stores. If I feel like it, I'll all, most of the things I listed are things I like to do. (laughs) I want to get better at going. My commitment is that I want to get better at going to galleries and markets and things like that because that's what kind of is inspiring me right now so that's something I'm going to be trying to fit into my artist dates when I can and then when you're doing this consistently it really helps you to open up and to connect to that synchronicity and the energy of creativity the way she explains it which is really cool is that she said it's kind of like this like sending and receiving energy where the Morning pages are like sending out to the universe, notifying them of like your dreams, anything you're not happy about. You're putting that into the universe when you're writing in your pages. And then the receiving is the artist states where then you're open to insight and inspiration and guidance and whatever comes to you when you're actually committing to that time. And so the idea is that you're filling the well. The idea is that if you don't do anything to inspire yourself, eventually that creativity is just going to really get smaller and smaller and smaller and harder to access. You need to be like filling yourself up with more ideas. And so she talks about looking at more images and nourishing yourself and really like actively looking at things that inspire you. And so I've always, always, always had tons of magazines around. I'm purging the ones that I had. I'm It's taking me a while. I will admit that it's something that's hard for me to let go of, but I always was getting magazines because I would look through them. The images would inspire me. Even if I wasn't going to like actively 
go out and do anything with them. It was just, I like looking at them. So it can be something like that. If there's a magazine that really inspires you, even as a digital subscription, just looking at blogs that inspire you, that can be something you're doing on an ongoing basis, just to make sure that you're really indulging yourself in these things so that when you are getting creative inspiration, you have more to work with. And she says that like this part is where you're finding like the magic and delight and mystery of like, what am I going to do with this? What's this mean to me? And like, why am I so inspired by this? And it's all of these things that allow you then when you're doing repetitive activities, I'm sure you've all experienced this. If you're driving, doing dishes, cleaning the bathroom, you know, all those things that we have to do. Even like I find like making the bed for some reason is also another one that like I get a lot of ideas. The shower. I created my whole podcast service from a shower download. So trust me, these things, like the more you fill yourself up, the more these things naturally will come out when your brain is just like open. And that's why the morning pages are also really helpful because you've already dumped out all the useless stuff. And so more of these other things can come to the surface and then the ideas can kind of meet you. I think I'm going to also do an episode on Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic at some point, because that book I've read probably three or four times. It really inspires me kind of like this book. Anyways, that's kind of the general sense of like what happens throughout the book. Each week has a different theme. The kind of like the tagline for this book is a course in discovering and recovering your creative self. Each week has a theme that is like recovering your sense of something. So I'm just going to now go through the weekly schedule just so you can have an idea of what might come up. I want you to also keep in mind that for me, what came up, because obviously it's on my mind, is that a lot of these things match up with doing chakra work and shadow work. So it is a really powerful time. I'm really excited to be starting this while I'm also starting the seven-week chakra journey. So if you're thinking of joining that accompanied with this would be amazing. I'm super excited. Part of the reason I thought of that too is because week one is recovering your sense of safety. And that ties in with the root chakras. That is this week's session in the healing journey. So here we go. Week one is a sense of safety. And this covers why we become shadow artists and really are only in proximity to what we'd really like to be doing as an artist because of fears and conditioning around not going not being able to make money doing art or that we're not good enough. And it really opens us up to explore our creativity with less fear. And then week two is a sense of identity. This is self-definition, learning to trust our creativity, creating new boundaries, and learning about crazy makers, the people who really make us question what we're trying to do. Week three is a sense of power. This talks about releasing limitations and having bursts of energy, really feeling it all from anger and joy to grief, all of these things that we've been maybe ignoring for a long time. And then it helps us to experiment with open-mindedness. 
Week four is a sense of integrity. So it involves a lot of introspection and integration of how we are experiencing our new self-awareness and self-definition. And this has us talk about honest changes that we need to make, even in our mindset. Week five is a sense of possibility. So we talk about what payoffs we might be getting from remaining stuck, self-imposed limitations on receiving, and having less constriction on ourselves so that we can experience radical changes. Week six is a sense of abundance. This is exploring our ideas around money, spirituality, God, and abundance. It talks about how we limit our own luxury and abundance in our lives and how we can use these tools for more clarity. Week seven is a sense of connection. So it talks about our attitudes around creativity and really learning how to use our receptive and active skills, really finding a genuine interest and connection with our dreams. Week eight is our sense of strength and it really helps us look at our time management and how we haven't in the past really left enough time for creative tasks. And it talks about how we can start to include them and to take more risks. And it also examines our conditioning around this, around like what is worth our time. And it helps us to look at how we can make immediate practical changes in order to support our creativity. Week nine is a sense of compassion. This one is about our internal emotional blocks to creativity. And so a lot of it is around healing shame as we reparent ourselves and really understand where we're coming from and why we have some of these blocks. Week 10 is a sense of self-protection. This is about the potential perils on the path. A lot of this will be spiritual because it is a spiritual path. So it might be some spiritual issues that come up as we're going along. But most of it is just centered around toxic patterns that we experience and how we can start to overcome those. Week 11 is a sense of autonomy, learning that we really have to nurture ourselves and accept ourselves as artists. We're starting to look at what behaviors we can use to strengthen our spiritual base and really increase our creative power. And it talks about how we can handle success so that we don't sabotage our freedom. And in the last week, week 12, we're going to talk about recovering a sense of faith. And this is talking about how creativity is inherently mysterious and how we can really learn how to be more receptive and to trust more in the universe and in our own abilities. It also talks about last minute sabotage and how we can recommit to all using all of these tools and moving forward with this new understanding of ourselves. So I hope that you'll join me on this really fun journey. I think it's going to be powerful as well. And like I said, I feel like this is kind of doing shadow work for the inner artist and creativity. I know I was drawn to talk about this at this time because it's been on my mind for a while, but it's come up so many times in the last week. 
kind of ever since I announced the chakra healing journey, the seven week program that I'm doing. I'm just talking about it again because tomorrow is day one. It's week one. We're doing the root chakra. And I think if you're really committed to getting your energy into alignment, especially going into the season of shadow work, because really at the, I feel like September, October is when we start to have all of these patterns come up. Because like I said before, in a previous episode, we're getting back into our patterns and then we're moving into Scorpio when we're really doing a lot of that inner shadow work just inherently because of that energy. And so I really do encourage you to sign up for the seven week program, which starts tomorrow. It's 222 Canadian or 3333 weekly. Both options are available. I think it's going to be really fun. And then we're going to have a Zoom chat on November 3rd after the last session in order to discuss together since we do this all remotely with no meetings normally, just so that it's more accessible. And we also then learn how to trust ourselves and what we're experiencing. So that will be a chance to actually come together, have a discussion about what came up for everyone. And then you can kind of learn how this energy impacted other people It helps you really just see that we are all connected and really learn how this energy works. So again, you can find that in the link in my bio, either on Concrete and Crystals or Spirit Crumbs. And I would love to hear either on the episode episode post on Spirit Crumbs or just in a DM or an email, however you want to reach out. I'd love to hear if you're going to be joining me on this journey with the artist's way. And if you have any questions or thoughts about that or the chakra healing series. So I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.